Hey everybody, Fran Frischella here and welcome to World of Basketball, the podcast that uh, shrinks the basketball globe for you and takes you to every corner of this great globe. Seven billion people and we're not going to get them all on the World of Basketball, but we're heading up towards 80 now uh, shows. And if you uh, missed any of the previous shows we've done over the last two years, make sure you uh, download that SXM app, go back and listen. Uh, and uh, that app is phenomenal for all sorts of great content, sports, media, uh, music, politics, etc. And also, if you like what we're doing on World of Basketball, uh, give us a <clears throat> give us a follow on any any place you get your uh, your uh, podcasts and, and rate and review us as well. Give us a five star if you like what we're doing so we can continue to bring you this great content. So uh, with that, uh, this week. Our special guest is Christian Coloco, young man who plays at the University of Arizona uh, for what is the World of Basketball podcast favorite team, uh, Chris Tyler, because uh, Tommy Lloyd is now the coach. We've had Tommy on the show. Um, today, we've got Christian and four of their five starters are born outside the United States from various countries. So that's got to be our it's got to be our favorite team. Maybe outside of Davidson, but Bob Bob McKillop hasn't been a guest yet. He's going to be coming yet. on. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be coming on in the next few weeks. But uh, we got to love this Arizona team, right? They're twenty and two. Yeah, they they are the epitome of what we want to try to get people realizing with this podcast. We want to show people how much the game of basketball has grown. All yeah. this international talent. We want to highlight all the international talent that's out there, not just in the NBA, not just in EuroLeague, but in college as well. That's sort of this time of year is perfect for that, right? Each week we want to try to get as many college players on from all around the world. We could pretty much spend the rest of the season just talking to these different Arizona guys. And they're yeah. all very, very good players on a very, very good team and a team that could well and truly win the national championship. They can. There's no question. 20 and 2, Tommy Lloyd's first year. Of course, Tommy former associate head coach at Gonzaga, who is as much a world traveler as anybody in college basketball. And he inherited this team uh, for the most part from Sean Miller. Now, Pelly Larson from Sweden played at Utah last year. Uh, Omar Ballo uh, from Mali played at Gonzaga last year. So they were, they came with Tommy, but Kirk Kreese from Estonia point guard uh, Tubelis from Lithuania, Ben Matherin, who's likely to be a lottery pick from Canada um it's a good group it's a fun group and uh you know they you, you're right they epitomize what we've tried to do at world of basketball so uh this should be fun crit and, and christian i think uh chris really we get insight on a kid from cameroon um who is rapidly becoming one of the better big men in the country and we get to hear his story and it's really a unique story because uh he comes from Cameroon to the United States, to Los Angeles, Sierra Canyon, which is now producing lots of players. And uh, we get to learn about this kid who's going to be in the NBA in a couple of years. Yeah, you mentioned it in an interview, even a couple of seasons ago, he was still relatively raw. You spoke to him about the uh, the tag of being a prospect. And that's project. what he was, project. a project, a, project yeah, a couple hate, of years ago. That. Players but, hate when you call him a project. Absolutely, as they should, but he was, <laughs> he was. raw. <laughs> now he's really coming to his own this season. He's been playing some great basketball. And if he can continue on at this trajectory, you don't really know what the ceiling is for this guy. He's a hard worker. Yes. He he puts in the time in his game. 
he could really become a very, very solid NBA player in a couple of years' time. And it's very exciting for us to yeah. be able to, to watch his rise. No question about it. Yeah, he, you know, he's in that Clint Capella, uh, Bam out of bio mode, not quite as skilled as Bam has become, but and a high energy big man is what I would call Christian. And he's averaging on a very balanced team, 12 and 7, 60% from the field. And uh, got to give him kudos. Now he's from Cameroon. And uh, before we get to his uh, uh, talk, um, let's just shout out uh, Jonathan Chamuachachua from Baylor, who is also Cameroonian. He had a career high last night as we record this, 21 points. Baylor trying to get back on track, winning at K-State. Still not 100%, but uh, kudos to John, uh, who's now shooting nearly 70% from the field. And then uh, Adama Sanogo is getting uh, healthy for UConn, the young, young man from Mali who is uh, a, a monster offensive rebounder, shooting 68% as well. And this sophomore is 6'9", 240, um, really coming into his own. Uh, UConn hit hard by COVID early, and they got a chance to make some noise. And uh, remember that name, Adama Sanogo from Mali. So uh, the continent of Africa, well represented this week on World of Basketball. And with that, we bring you a great talk with a terrific young man from Arizona, Christian Coloco. How you doing, Christian? I'm doing good, and you? Outstanding, outstanding. Now, the first question I got to ask you, well, let's have some fun with this. What happened to the goggles? Oh, man, I have to switch it up. You know, when I came to college, I have to switch it up. Uh, okay. And I feel way better now, so it's, it's, that was the past. <laughs> What's a harder sport to play, soccer, football, as you call it, or basketball? Uh, that's a tough question. That's a really tough question because I play both. Uh, I'm going to say basketball just because you have to be really in good shape to play basketball because you don't have time to rest. You're going up and down the whole time. Right. That's the only reason I say basketball. But other than that, both sports require a lot of skills. When you when you played, what were you? Were you a, Did you play defense? Were you an attacker? Uh, I was playing striker or goalie most okay. of the time. Yeah, well, you the time, I was I was the tallest one, so most of the time, if I wasn't, I didn't want to play striker. I was just playing goalie. So you had that seven foot wing, seven foot four wingspan. You just yeah. I mean, I didn't have that seven foot seven four wingspan when I was playing soccer, but I was close to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it could come in handy if you if you were if you made that a full time sport. All right. Before we talk about Cameroon and your family and your development. I got to ask you, are you surprised? I know how much hard work you put in. Everybody says that. But honestly, from the time you came here at 17, have you surprised yourself with the with your improvement? Uh, I'm not going to say surprised because, like you said, I know I'll be working. I'll be working really hard. So it's just, you know, you just hard work paying off. You know, every time you walk, you, you expect the result. And I think it's just a result. That's, everything's coming in a full circle right now. When, when I go back and watch the video of you of trying to make those layups back on that outdoor court, you know, right, with the bent, bent rim, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you obviously have been, have been on this amazing journey. But when you go back to that first layup you made um, to now, you have to be a little surprised, no? Um. Yeah, yeah. If I want to take it that way, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's a long way to go. It's a really long way to go. But, you know, it's just like hard work and education and, you know, just putting everything in God's hands. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, How, how um, with this team doing so well and all you guys kind of growing up before our eyes, you were really young last year. 
the team was very young, obviously. Um, how how much has Coach Lloyd – Coach? I always say this on TV because both coaches agree. Coach Miller left behind a great group of guys. How has Coach Lloyd helped the development of your game? Uh, I mean, Coach, Coach Lloyd is really like a detail-oriented coach. You know, he's a lot about details. Like he's just gonna show you a lot of details, and sometimes you might think it's not it's not really important. And then when you do it the right way, you just you like, oh, we realize, yeah, he was right. And that's Coach Law. He loves teaching the game of basketball, and he's always gonna stop you to tell you you gotta do this this way. And if you do that, you're gonna see the results. So I think that's the big thing about him is just the details. Yeah, yeah, no question. He had a great impact at Gonzaga, and now he's doing it with with you guys. When that transition period happened between the ch- coaching changes, did what was going through your mind? Were you definitely staying at Tucson? Were you going to wait to see? And what was that transition to Coach Lloyd like? I mean, when that happened, when first happened, you know, uh, I mean, I was thinking about leaving, you know. I was, everybody was thinking about leaving because I didn't know what was going to be the, you know, the next step. So I was thinking about leaving, and then Coach Lloyd came in. Uh, we have a couple of meetings together. We sat down together and we talked how he wanted to use me. He wants to use me and like the way he wants me to improve on us. And, you know, we just started building a relationship and I just started trusting him. And I think yeah, that's the, one of the best decisions I made to stay. One of the things that I'm sure you heard from everybody was Coach Lloyd is very comfortable around players from different countries. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You guys just see his experience at Gonzaga. Uh, he loved uh, a lot of international players. Like he, he recruited a lot, a lot of international players, Gonzaga. So just that. And also, I know something. So talking with him, you can just see he loved, he loved uh, coaching big men. So it was also something really important for me. You need a coach who wants to coach you. And I think Coach Lloyd is a perfect coach for that. So you've probably heard about Sabonis and Roni Turia. Yeah, oh yeah, all those guys. Yeah, all those guys. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. He is. I, I've been around Coach many times. He is a great coach. Um, what do you? What satisfies you about improving? Like you, you're shooting seventy five percent from the line. You're obviously your your agility, your skills are catching up to your athleticism. What What's so satisfying about what you're doing right now? I mean, I mean, just. Being confident, you know, being being true to, to, to myself and just go out there every day, you know, give the give everything I have on the court and just uh, following the instruction the coach have and following the game plan and you know trusting my teammates stuff like that. I think all of that is just what is making everything happening right now. You just be true to yourself and trusting the people around you. When I say to you, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a bad word to you, okay? When I say to you, when I say to you, project, what's that mean to you? Do you project? Yeah, when when you were called a project, like you remember, oh. Pace, Pace, man, uh, Nico and Josh and Zeke, and then they, hey, we got this big guy. He's a project. What is what is that? What did that I mean? mean? I'm gonna be honest with you. At the beginning, when people used to say that, that was making me kind of mad. Like we came in all together with the other guys, Zeke, Josh. So, and everybody was calling me a project and then I was like why are they calling me a project and all that but I mean at the time this time went by you know you just started to trust trust, uh, trust the, the process basically and I started trusting the process and I realized like yeah I was maybe I was really a project <laughs> I was really a project yeah. and like I said now I can see I can see the, the, the project is paying off so I mean <laughs> it's you know what it's called Project Coloco 
<laughs> I think that right? now. <laughs> the, the project is successful, I think. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I talked to somebody that you know, and I won't say who it was, but he said all four of those guys are going to play in the NBA, and Christian may be. The, and I'm not saying I love I love Nico. I know Nico and Josh. I coach the uh, Under Armour camps, and I watch Zeke play. But he told me this man has put. Uh, well, he's he knows a lot about the NBA. He said. Christian might be the best NBA player of all of them. When you look back to coming in as a freshman, what's that make you feel like? Uh, I mean, it just made me feel, you know, made me feel good, you know. Just I always knew, like, if you hard work, uh, that's something my parents just taught, always told me, like, if you hard work for something, you know, you, you're going to get it. And I, right now I'm still working hard, and I'm going to continue to work hard, and, you know, I have big goals, and, I'm going to continue to help my team and he's trying to win every game we play. So I'm just going to continue to do everything I can to help this team. And, you know, it's just hard work and education, like I keep saying. Yeah, no, you, you're doing, I know, I understand you're a great student too. So that's, that's terrific. Um, is there a game? Um, I remember you as a freshman. I remember you getting better last year. Is there a game in your mind that you thought everything kind of came together and, you know, we call it a tipping point, right? Where yeah. all of a sudden you go, I'm really good at this. And I know you're going to keep working hard, but is there one game when it comes to mind where you go, wow, I can't believe I just did this? Uh, no, really. that's not really a game. That's just like a spirit. Like, you know, my freshman year, I think when um, Stone Gettings got hurt in our team, and that's how when I had the opportunity to kind, of, to kind of play a little bit more. And, you know, and even when he came back, I was still, I was still playing a lot of minutes. And it was kind of just that, that moment. I was like, yeah, if I just keep, Walking the way I'm walking right now, I can I can play. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. I remember when Stone was hurt and you got yeah. those opportunities. Um, going going back to your team, is it is it kind of fun to have guys from all over the world? And how is that how is that chemistry when you have guys from Estonia and you know Lithuania and guy from Cameroon and um you know Los Angeles? How's that make the team closer? I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's really it's really nice. You know, you just learn from. Everybody, you know, everybody got a different story, a different journey. So it just make us, I mean, make us even more, uh, even closer. And, you know, you just learn a lot of things from Estonia, Lithuania, you got Sweden, you get basically Canada, we got everywhere, Mali. Like, I'm from Africa, but I didn't know that much about Mali. Now, with having Umar with me, like, we're really good friends. Uh, we always walking out, walking out together and stuff like that. You learn, learn more about um, every other country. So it's really nice to have them, to have this kind of team. That is cool. Is there, is there Cameroonian restaurants in Tucson? How do you get some mug? Oh, no, there's not a Cameroonian restaurant in Tucson. There's a West African restaurant in Tucson. Okay, close yeah. enough, right? I mean, I went there only once, but like, I, I usually go to a Jamaican restaurant with Umar Maybe. and then, yeah. Spicy. Is, is Cameroonian food spicy too, or? Is most of them are spicy, but I don't really like spicy food like that. But some, some, sometimes you just have to. It's like it's different. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you came when you came to LA for the first time, was there what were you? I mean, you spoke no English, I remember. Oh, uh, I mean, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, French, and then your native dialects, right? Yeah. Um. What? What? And your sister was in LA. Would you? Would you have come to? Uh, after you went to a basketball without borders camp and you became, uh, you know, a, 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 I was going to say a project, but I didn't. I didn't say project. I was going to say um, uh, someone with an opportunity to come to the States. Would you have come if your sister wasn't in L.A.? Would you still have been able to come over? 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I had a lot of scholarship in other states and like Texas and all those states, but my parents didn't want me. They, they didn't want me to go somewhere where I was gonna live with uh, somebody I didn't know. So they, they decided like they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna pay for my school to go to to go live with my sister my my junior year high school and they did it and yeah. Obviously, your sister that was an easy transition because you were able to yeah. be with her. And and mom and and mom and dad were comfortable with that, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Because I'm the last, I'm the last, the last child. So my mom, she didn't want to let me go. She didn't want to let me go somewhere else. So, and the good thing was like my sister was living in LA, so she was like, okay, since my sister she's been living in LA for a long time now, I can, she's more comfortable with me going to live with my sister. Yeah, but plus you're the only boy in the family. That made it hard. Yeah, right? also. <laughs> All right. So when so when you played Wichita State this year, and mom saw you play. Yeah. What was that? That was the first time? Yeah, it was, it was the first time. It was actually the first time. Was, was, I mean, she, was she amazed at the crowd and the noise and the... Yeah, yeah. It was crazy <laughs> after the game. You know, it was really crazy. Like, but the first thing she told me, she was like, we missed a lot. She told me, that story was so funny because she told me we missed a lot because she don't know that much. She don't know much about basketball. So she told me we missed a lot of goals. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was talking about free throws because that game, I think we missed a lot of free throws. She was, I, and then I was like, no, we call that free throws. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know much about basketball. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but it was amazing. It was amazing to have her at the game, you know, that whole weekend. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. How, 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 um, although she doesn't know much about the sport, I, I know the answer to this, but I'll ask anyway. How proud is she of you that you're in America, you're getting a great education, you have a chance to play professional basketball obviously when when you did when did when she did spend that time with you what what did she say to you that made you feel like this is all work worth it i mean you know every parent's dream is to have the the, the child the children just you know having a good life uh, going to school having a good education and i think for me that's basically what i'm the, the the life i'm living right now you know i go to an amazing school university of arizona you know i play basketball something that I love and you know like you said I had a chance to go professional and uh, also I, I'm gonna have my uh, get a degree so that's all uh, that's everything uh, parents want for the children so she was just telling me you know yeah just continue to keep pushing you know keep pushing I'm almost there yes you know, yeah that's really cool I, I should have asked you this earlier but oftentimes when somebody comes from Cameroon Luke Richard and Baumute uh, you know, he was like one of the first pioneers. Did you did you know him at all when you were younger? Did you meet him? Go to camp? Uh, actually, I didn't know him at all. I went to his um, I think it was like 2015 or 14. I was pretty young. I went like 14. I went to the because he had it here. He used to have a camp every summer in Cameroon. And I went there, but I was too young. I was 14, and you know, there was there was people. They were like 18, 19, 20. Like basically, the, the camp was. The, the age limit was 18, but people were 20 and stuff. They were going to the pre-selection of the camp. And I went there one time. That's the first time I saw him. But I didn't I, I didn't get picked for the camp that year, I think. Yeah, I didn't get picked for the camp that year. Yeah. And the next time I saw him was in 2017, Basketball Without Borders. Uh, I just started invited to go to Basketball Without Borders. And I saw him there, and, you know. And he was playing for Houston, I think, at that time. So when I went, I went to L.A., uh, when Houston was playing LA, he invited me to a couple of games, and right now we still, you know, we still, we we keep in, we, we stay in touch. Basically. 
Yeah, he's been very helpful. Like he really gives back. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was his, was his camp in uh, Yaounde or was it in Douala? It was in Yaounde, but the selection yeah. was in all around, all over all around, all around the country. Yeah. country yeah. I, I used to be a basketball coach, and one of my best players ever was from Yaounde at St. John's, and uh, he was not only a great player; he majored in pharmacy, and that's very that's hard. Him. His name was Charles Minland, and he was oh. a great player in the '90s at St. John's. Oh. Okay. But he was from Yaounde. That's why I know Yaounde. See, yeah, I said yeah. correctly, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a cap, uh, cap, uh, yeah, capital, capital, capital yeah. of the country. Yeah. All right. When you um, when you went to Sierra Canyon, when you look back on it and see the guys you played with, well, first of all, how much did playing at Sierra Canyon with the schedule and the practices was that a turning point for you in terms of improving? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, come going from Birmingham High School, you know, it was a pretty good high school. We're playing pretty good team to Sierra Canyon, uh, where I was playing. I was literally practicing every day with you know G1 players. Basically, the whole team is going to go D1 at some point, and I already have like two or three teammates in the NBA right now, and you know, and there's more coming, and there's more in from from there. So it was really a changing point, you know, just having that hype. The high intensity in practice every day, like company with great great athletes and stuff like that. I think just made me ready for college and you know, just made me ready for that transition from high school to college. Exactly. And when when you were getting recruited and you know, Sean Miller was recruiting you, did you know much about Arizona and the tradition and the history? Um, I mean, not really, to be honest, not really, because I didn't really know, I don't, I didn't really know what college basketball was. I just, I just knew like the big name, you know, Duke and Turkey, but I didn't really know, like, I didn't really know. And then when he started recruiting me, you know, I started making my, doing my own research. And then I realized Arizona was one of them too. So it was really, it was really crazy for me when I got that offer, because I remember he came to the game and he wasn't coming for me. He was coming for my, for my teammates. Uh, Devon had the trip. Who was who? who end up coming to Arizona too. Right, I remember. So it was yeah. just crazy after the game. We had to talk and everything, and he offered me. Wow! And then I think your mom. Did your mom and dad make the visit to Tucson? Yeah, they, they came with me in the visit during the visit. And well, I think you almost did. You commit almost on the spot. I remember, right? Yeah, or... I did. At the end of the visit, you know, I had to talk. I had to talk with my parents, and you know, because Arizona was in my head. It was already like my top, my top choice. Uh, my topic, yeah, and that's why my parents they were like, "Oh, if you want to go there, we want to come with you at the visit uh, for the, for your visit." And then we came for the visit. You know, at the end of the visit, my parents they really like it. Uh, they like the they like the city. They like the people and uh, people for uh, Jason people, and they like the coaching staff. And you know, they they saw how they they take care of the of the players and 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 stuff. So at the end of the visit, they were like, you know, if you want to make a decision now, I mean, it's up to you, uh, you know, it's your future, you know what you want for you, you know what you want for best for your, for you, and if you want to go to Arizona, we, we, we could that, and I decided to just commit on the spot, because it was after AU, and, you know, I was already tired of all the Taking or uh, uh, traveling and stuff, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna commit to Arizona. <laughs> you got you got it over with. Some guys yeah. want to go five. Yeah, it was right before the season starts. So I was like, and it's my my senior senior year, so I just want to focus on playing basketball. I think you made a good decision so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I made a good decision too. <laughs> yeah. All right, so when you're done with basketball, what are you gonna? And I know it's early. You probably not thought thought about this, but have you thought about? You know, I'll ask you. Have you thought about like? Life after basketball. Like, if you weren't a basketball player, what, what would you want to accomplish in your life? 
I mean, I'll be thinking about it sometime, but you know, you can't really, you can't really have an answer to that, you know, because right now, you know, you just want to get your degree and, you know, play basketball. And so you just think about stuff like, you know, you want to give back to your, uh, your community, like, if, you know, if you had a chance to do that, stuff like that. And, you know, when I'm done with basketball, I don't know, maybe I'm going to be still doing something related to basketball or, I don't know, doing, we're not majoring in uh, business management. So, you know, you never know, you know, you never know what, what the future holds for you. So you just got to be ready for everything. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea for you. You ready? What? You go back and put, build, build up, build a new backboard and rims on that court. No, that would that, that, that <laughs> definitely happen. You know, that, that, that's you already, will. I know you will. That's already planned. You know, that's already Good. planned. If I had the chance to do stuff like that, I would definitely do it. So it's not yeah. really a question. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Brooklyn, New York? You're yeah. in Brooklyn? Where the Brooklyn Nets are? I grew up in Brooklyn. We had the same kind of – we didn't have – we had metal backboards and yeah. cement courts, but we didn't have – we had rims that drop like this too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you guys were hanging on the rims. So that's true all over the world, Christian, but – but when you go back to Duala, you you can you can make that the Christian Coloco court. That would, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But that's definitely in some way in the back of my head for sure. Yeah, that's cool because that's what you want to do. You want to have success and then yeah. pay it forward. I got a feeling, given your background and your family, that that's something that uh, you know will come to mind. A um, couple other things, and I really appreciate your time, man. You, by the way, uh, well, let me ask you one thing, and then I want to talk about your team now. After your freshman year, I recall, I think Coach Miller told me this, that after COVID hit, you went back to Los Angeles. Yeah. You really couldn't work out, right? There was no real place to get. No, yeah, no, you know, you know, California with the COVID restriction and everything, it was really hard for me. I was there at home, uh, coach around, they trying to, they sent me some stuff to work out at home, but, you know, I, it wasn't really much. I was just trying to do my best, but I didn't really have a chance to really work out or work on my game and stuff like that. So it was really yeah. hard. Was it hard to like you couldn't sneak to an outdoor court anywhere, right? I, I I did a little bit, but it was it was it wasn't really you know there wasn't, wasn't really much to do. Yeah, it was just I got like, it. yeah. When you got back to campus, you probably had to put it in overdrive, right? You had to really pick it up. Yeah, I had to. I had to do a lot of like walking in the weight room, walking on the court, you know. But I mean, you know, the summer summertime is different. Like, you know, that's the time. That's the time you improve most of the time. So I didn't really have that time. How about this past summer? What was that? What was that like? Now that things were a little back to normal, new coach, organized workouts. Oh, last summer, this summer was great. You know, uh, after the season end, you know, we had a meeting with Coach Miller and stuff. You know, I mean, we didn't know nothing like that. Like what's going to happen. So we had a meeting with him, you know, we talk about this year, we start working on stuff and, you know, and, and after that coach, coach Lord came and, you know, he had his plan for me and we start working on those stuff and, you know, and then uh, coach Ricky, when he ended, when he finished um, the, the NBA finals with the Suns, when he came here, you know, he's the one I'll be working on uh, with, with the most. So we start working on little stuff and details and yeah. So it was really helpful. Yeah. When you uh, when you watch the NBA, um, do you have a guy that you uh, is there a guy that you look at and go, I could be him? Or is there, you know, some guys do, some guys don't. Do you have a player? Uh, that's not watch? really. I'm not gonna say there's a guy I watch and I say I, I, I can be him. I can be. I just watch a lot of players. You know, I watch a lot of players. Um, my 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 two favorite players in the NBA are Kevin Durant and uh, Joel Embiid. You know, and also Joel Embiid is from Cameroon, so it's a really 
it's, I'm really, I'm really proud when I see him on TV doing the stuff he's doing for a big man. That's really, you know, pushing me into doing even more. And I have him, uh, you know, I watch also a lot of, uh, you know, guys like Shin Tapera, uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, even guys like um, Jared Allen from the from the Cavs, you know, guys like that, because that's kind of the role I have in this team this year. So, you know, just trying to pick a little bit from every, every everybody. That's really smart. I think I, I, I covered Joel when he was a freshman at Kansas. Yeah. And he used to watch uh, the Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon, yeah. I mean, sometimes when I'm bored, I just turn YouTube and, you know, watch, I watch Hakeem. Hakeem Olajuwon. He got a lot of videos <laughs> when he's teaching guys like uh, LeBron, Kobe. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think there was LeBron, Kobe, Dwight Howard. There's some videos in, on YouTube. I just see it and I just watch it and, you know. We need, we need a dream shake for you. I'm going to try. I'm going I'm to get there. I'm all right. There. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I thought, was it, was it a basketball without borders? I saw a picture of you when you were really skinny with goggles with Joel. Yeah, it was basketball without borders. 2017 yeah. in, South, in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That was, man. that was the first time. That was actually the first time I was leaving my country to go play basketball. So it was amazing. Yeah. A couple of years you'll be dunking on big fella. That's, you know? that, that's the dream. <laughs> Coming down a lane, right? Coming down a lane and no. <laughs> blocking his shot and doing one of these, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. All right, a few more, man, and then we'll let you go. Um, what did you guys, you, you guys, you know, you guys are having an amazing year. I said last week I was doing a Pac-12 game, uh, USC and Colorado, and I said, I think Arizona's the best team in the country. And we know how it is. Everybody's the best team this week, and then you, you know, yeah, what, and that's that's good. What what did you guys learn from uh, from your game earlier in the week with UCLA when you got back? You know, oh, uh, I mean, we just you know we just learned that we just have to stay uh, stay together and play our game. You know, we didn't really play our game uh, that game, and you know, our sh- the shot wasn't going in. So you know, we just got back, and today we watched film, and you know, we have a game on Saturday, so. We didn't really focus on that UCLA games. We just watched a couple of, of clips from that game, and we focused on on USC on ASU right now. And you know, we got next week. We play them on on Thursday next week, so I think we're gonna be ready for that game, and we're gonna be home, and, you know, in front in front of our crowds. And I think it's gonna be a really good game, and, and big a big test for us uh, coming out of that loss. For sure. So you think you're saying you think Mikhail will be loud next Thursday? Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be loud <laughs> just this Saturday because we're playing ASU. Exactly. Yeah. Thursday for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we definitely need that because like at UCLA, I think that was one of the reasons the they kind of postponed the game. Uh, they had the fans and they were really there. We could hear it was loud and you know yeah, I think we're really gonna need uh, the help of our fans for that game. When I was thinking about it, your your sophomore teammates, they really didn't play in front of any crowds last year. So this is like the first time, right? Oh. Yeah, I mean, me too. I'm, I'm, I mean, me too. Like my freshman year, I wasn't a team. Uh, I mean, I didn't play that much. So I'm not going to say that I really play in front of crowd like that. I remember the, I remember basically maybe that's the the only game I really played out. The crowd was really there. It was against Oregon. And I had I had the chance to win the game at the end of the game. I missed both free throws. So you I know, remember. I remember that. I remember yeah, so, that. So you know, oh yeah, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. we are a really young team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I remember. Ah, oh, man, you you breaking my heart, man. I remember that game because uh, I think I think Nico was struggling that game and. He hit a shot late, but he couldn't make a shot until the end. And yeah, you know, yeah, we had, we had, uh, we had a tie game. You know, Josh had the opportunity to win the game. He missed his free throws, and then we went at the end of the game. I had the opportunity to miss the game, and I missed both free throws. So it was just like, yeah. uh, 
But but that's why you're a 75% foul shooter now. Yeah, that's why I think that year I shot like 28% from the line, and now he's 75. You know, he just, yeah. you know, the hard work, I just keep working and, you know. No, I heard that. I heard you're a great worker from the coaches that tell me that. All right, how good you, you're like, the, you're one of the elder statesmen on the team. So you've been around like the, your freshman year, last year, you, you were together with the sophomores, or, or they were freshmen, now they're sophomores. How, do you guys believe you can win the national championship? I mean, definitely, yeah, definitely. We have, uh, we are, we are a team for it. You know, we have uh, at every position we have good players. You know, even our bench players are doing a good job. We really, we basically have like a eight, a, a how do you say, like eight men like starting lineup. Basically, you know, everybody has bring a different piece to the puzzle, and I think we just if you play, we stay to ourselves, true to ourselves, we play our game, you know. And we don't let any like uh, outside noises like uh, reach out, reach to us, and I think we have a chance. We have really have the chance to do something special this year. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this year end up for us. Yeah, well, I, I believe you guys can too. I mean, there's about six or seven or eight teams that are right there with you, but you guys can. All right, my very last question. When uh, and thank you, by the way, uh, for your hospitality. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you get mad at coach or Umar gets mad at coach at practice, do you guys talk to each other in French? I mean, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That, that's okay. that's one of the that's one of the reasons I'm I'm so happy I have people that speak French with me. You know, sometimes yeah. or even sometimes even during the game, like you want to say something, and you know, you see the other team like speaking English. They don't yeah. know what you're gonna say. You're just like, oh, Ben, do this in French. And like then you'll be like, okay, I got you. And then all the teams, they're not going to know what you guys are talking about. So it's really helping us too. <laughs> I like it. No, I like it. But I got a secret for you. Coach Coach Roy doesn't want to know. He doesn't want you to know he knows French, but he knows French. Be nah, careful. He nah, I know he, he doesn't. He definitely, he definitely <laughs> I does. Know. I, know coach, I, know. I know Coach Ricky, he does a little bit because sometimes when we're talking and yeah. Coach he's just going to come there and just say something in French, I'm just like, oh. I forgot this guy, he knows a little bit of friends. So, yeah, but I know Coach Jordy, he doesn't. No, 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 no. I, I'm just joking with you. Well, listen, Christian, all the best. You keep working hard. You're going to be a great college and future professional player. Uh, so keep it up. Um, and we're so glad you came on, on our World of Basketball podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me, too. Many thanks to Christian Coloco and we wish him, we wish him all the best of luck as Arizona finishes up the regular season here in the coming weeks. And they really do uh, have a chance to, to win it all. Uh, New Orleans is going to be absolutely exciting. And speaking of that, we've had Andrew Nemhard on already this season. Gonzaga's great point guard. They can say, say, certainly get to New Orleans. Oscar Shibway has been a recent guest. Kentucky can certainly get to New Orleans. And Zach Eady from Canada, uh, now starring at Purdue, uh, he can get, they can get to New Orleans. And Mr. Tyler, am I missing anybody else? You're missing one person, Jeremy Suhan. Oh, Baylor. Jeremy Suhan and the Baylor Bears, of yeah. course. Uh, our young, our young man from Poland and England. And uh, so we've had a string of guests uh, recently that are making their mark on college basketball. And uh, in coming weeks, we'll have some NBA and international people on as well. But we love bringing you these young people. You get to know them before they become NBA stars, and uh, they're just sweet kids. They really are. They're uh, they're fun to get to know, and it's why I love international hoop. They uh, these kids come to the United States wide eyed, uh, looking to make a name for themselves, and uh, more often than not, they certainly do it both in college and in the NBA. So uh, 
If you if you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get it. Uh, give, rate and review us. Uh, hopefully, you'll give us a five-star review. Remember to download that SXM app so you can go back and listen to many of the 70-plus shows we've, we've already taped. And uh, we love it. No matter where I am uh, during the college basketball season, it's fun to bring you uh, these great guests. And you can definitely bet that no, where, no matter where I am next week, and quite frankly, I'm not sure where I'm going to be because I'm traveling the <laughs> Midwest and the Big 12, but uh, you can bet that I will bring you next week to another place in my world of basketball. World of Basketball is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Chris Tyler. Sound designed by Robert Moore. A special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. Sirius XM Podcasts.